0: <laughs> we are back, baby. We are back! We are back! You are looking live. We get after it. You know, we jab our jaw, we go tit for tat, we have our little differences. Let's get funky like a monkey. And here we go. Hello and welcome to the Moose and Runes podcast. This episode 42 of the pod got plenty to talk about. Uh, football season is over. We... We mourn the loss of our most beloved son, football. Uh, we're going to have to wait, Matt. I know there's some other outlets we might touch upon where we can get our fix in the coming uh, in the coming months. But nonetheless, uh, I welcome you here to a football list podcast. Matt. It
1: just it seems like yesterday we were sitting here. Doing our football previews, and we were both picking the Patriots to go to the Super Bowl. Neither of us picking the Eagles. Um, just we warned the people, though. There we were, warned the people. We, we warned ourselves, but you still never see it coming. The days were
0: near, Matthew, and now now we live in them. But uh, now still, what am I supposed to well, do? well, we still have uh, still have plenty of football football to get to today. Uh, after all the build-up, all the pomp and circumstance that goes into a Super Bowl, we were once again treated to a fantastic game. Not if you're a fan of defense, a record-setting game in terms of offensive numbers. Uh, one these, punt. Two te- these two teams, one punt, one sack. I mean, it came at the most opportune of times, but uh, 1,151 total yards between the two teams. That's the largest total ever in an NFL game. Not a Super Bowl. In an NFL football game, so that just shows you how futile the defense was on this one, and um, you know we'll dig deeper into that. But Matt, what was what were your biggest takeaways from the game on
1: Sunday? I mean, I I think I came away being incredibly impressed with Doug Peterson. Um, yeah, we, we, and we his talked stones. about it. We, we, exactly. We honestly we <laughs> talked about it a little bit last week, and both of us kind of said you know, you're not going to beat the Patriots. Kind of stick into your game plan, and kind of certain not not necessarily, yeah, but going by the book. And kind of mm-hmm. doing everything's you know, the the right way. He, he adjusted on the fly in games, and he went for the throat. He didn't try and you know win by decision. He went for the knockout every chance he get. Going for fourth and one at midfield, going for fourth and one on the goal line, throwing a end around pass to his quarterback. He pulled all pulled out all the stops to beat the New England Patriots, and basically relied on his defense to make one big play, and they did. And I, yeah. I came away. I, that to me was. I don't want to say – I'm not going to go as far as to say he outcoached Bill Belichick, but in that game he put on a better oh. performance. He stuck to his guns, and he he was – he went for the throat, and he got it.
0: I will go just as far as to say that he outcoached Bill Belichick because I honestly believe that he did in this instance. Between Belichick, sitting Malcolm Butler, and now I'm not going to question a coaching decision, but when your defense is getting thrashed and you have a defensive back that has – performed in the biggest moment, literally won you a Super Bowl, knows what it's like to play on that stage and make the biggest play possible, and you don't give him a snap, well, then you have an axe to grind. There's something more there other than putting your team in the best position to win. Because your team obviously wasn't in the best position to win. I think that was a detriment, and that's a knock on Bill Belichick's legacy right there. It'll go down as a footnote, but I think it was a poor coaching decision. On the other hand, you have Peterson like you said, going for the jugular, going for it on fourth down, believing in his guys, speaking that belief into them. It seems like to beat the Patriots, you need to beat them three or four times throughout a football game. They're never going to lay down. They're never going to be crushed by a moment within a game. You need to crush them with multiple moments and whether that was – the first fourth down or the second fourth down or running the trick play—they beat the Patriots multiple times within that game, and that's what you have to do to come out victorious against a Bill Belichick and Tom Brady coached and played team.
1: No, I'm totally with you. I, I, you said it right. They did that a couple times, and towards the end of that game, when it was getting when it was uh, what 38-33, and the Eagles had the mm-hmm. ball. After that fumble, and they, I think they had fourth and six In their or own whatever zone, it was
0: like thirty five yard line or something.
1: No, but like right before they kicked that field goal to to make it forty one oh, okay. thirty three, yes. they yes. they had like fourth and five, fourth and six. I was sitting with Rob, and I was kind of like, I, I kind of think I'm going for it here. You know, the offense is playing mm-hmm. pretty well. I know the field goal puts it, but like this is the same thing we've seen all the time. Like we're going to give Brady time. Well, you know, not a lot, but like Brady time and chance to tie the game. Like I feel like going for it here is the one. You know, is the chance to yeah. really go for the jugular that would have been the follow-up to what they'd been doing you know all night but at the same time yeah. I kicked the field goal I it's not like they were going to lose in regulation so he's guaranteed at least overtime and obviously it worked out for him in the end but just and, unbelievably unbelievably called unbelievably game plan you don't just call that trick play you know willy-nilly he wanted to get that one called in the game that that was on the sheet he knew he wanted to pick his spot and he picked the right spot for it and Obviously had the personnel to do it there with Trey Burton being a former quarterback in college. Mm -hmm. We'll just put a play call. And they got it from the Bears, Joe. So basically, the Bears won the Super Bowl.
0: By the transverse property, the Super Bowl shuffle is back in play. We're back. I think that's that's how that works. It is. I tweeted it out right after the game. Everybody's 0-0. I know we'll have to wait for some football, but... I already am feeling a little bit of uh, Bear's excitement. I can't wait to do our preview pod because I think I'm going to come into it with a whole different attitude this year.
1: Well, it'd be hard not to because last year you were – it was like a funeral you know, that <laughs> podcast. With it was uh, <laughs> No, it, was, it wasn't. It was,
0: the preview was, podcast wasn't a funeral. It was the post-draft. The post-draft was podcast. the funeral. That, was still, still, no,
1: that wasn't even a funeral because a funeral, you show respect to the people no, that are dying. It was like that was, before they died, you just That was like mourning.
0: No, no, no. That was mourning the night of the death because that was – that was not good, but I was pleasantly surprised. We're not going to
1: dig back into it. Um, one, one day we will.
0: Yeah, when we realize Adam Jaheen's not a viable tight end option, but whatever. Um, not getting into that now, Joe. You said it. No, no, we're not. No, we're not. We're talking Super Bowl right now, Matt. The Patriots walk away now as the losingest. I don't know if that's a word, but sure, it is. as the losingest franchise in Super Bowl history. They have now five losses in franchise history one of those coming at the hands of our uh, of our Chicago Bears back in 85-86. But it, it begs the question of where does the Patriot dynasty go from here? And I know we talked a little off air on, you know, there's still some gas left in the tank in terms of this dynasty and this group of guys, but there is so much turnover this year. You have an offensive coordinator going to be a head coach somewhere. You have a defensive coordinator going to be a coach somewhere. You have – A tight end in, I believe, Rob Rob Gronkowski, by all means, will be back with the Patriots next year. But a guy who is really going through some stuff emotionally right now after a football game, you have a guy in Malcolm Butler who I can't see ever wearing a Patriots jersey, I guess. His contract's up. His contract's up. They're obviously not going to re-sign him. So you have one of the leaders of your defense on the way out. There is a lot of turnover. And, I mean, if anyone's tasked for the job, it's Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, and the rest of this organization to get guys ready for next season. But it's going to be a project again, just like this year. This year was not the – I mean, you look at the record, you look at the numbers, and it was dominant again. This was, was a weird
1: the, year for them. It was. It, it, had it to never curve. felt They had right. to get up
0: to speed. They had to get up to speed. And once they got up to speed, you felt they were a little behind the curve. It, the dominance is never going to be where it was on the latter part of this – stretch, on the beginning part of this stretch. They're now coming into a part of this dynasty, uh, you know, the waning hours where it's going to have to be, not that they didn't earn everything that they got, but it's going to have to be a lot, a lot more earned. There's going to be a lot more hard work to get back to where you were on Sunday.
1: Yeah, they're going to have to go out and find some help on defense, obviously. I mean, their best pass rusher was a guy that they picked up off the streets that their rival, you know, if, if... franchise Mm -hmm. icon of their rival said they had no use for anymore and put on waivers that was their you know arguably their best defensive weapon um i don't think i could name you another linebacker outside of james harrison i think kyle van noy after you know dante Mm -hmm. hightower went down obviously getting him back hightower next year is going to help that defense out a lot and i think they really did miss him more than a lot of people are talking about, but at the same time, I mean, they couldn't cover anyone. Stephon Gilmore was one of the biggest uh, free agent acquisitions in the offseason, and they still could not cover anyone. I know Malcolm Butler was out, but still. Um, They have some work to do, uh, but that offense, I believe everyone's still, for the most part, coming back. I think they need to maybe add an offensive lineman somewhere in there. I'm not really sure which spot they want to go for, but maybe just target one of the top free agent offensive linemen, whoever that may be, go out and get them. But the offense Mm -hmm. is still... The offense is still working, and I know Josh McDaniels is gone, but it sounds like they're going to just promote their wide receivers coach, and that, for the most part, just kind of makes it seem to me like that's just going to be the status quo. They're still going to be fine. As long as Tom Brady's there, he's still pretty much running the offense as well. But it's that other side of the ball. I know they're probably, uh, I think, promoting from within there, too. I think I saw Brian Flores as their linebackers coach, likely to be a D coordinator, or bring in Greg Schiano, who's obviously done it at this level. But they need some help on defense. There, there's the offenses in the nfl are too good to get away with where our scheme is better than you our scheme is going to be yeah. because we're smart it, it it worked you know four or five years ago and then obviously in their first dynasty it's not it's not you can't do that anymore you need to actually yeah. go out and get some help and i the fact that they were still in that super bowl was fantastic and it was because tom brady put the team on his shoulders and threw for 500 plus yards but they, they need to yeah. go out and get some defensive help but if you ask me if I'm who I'm betting on making the Super Bowl appearance for, you know, next year in the AFC, I'm still betting on New England. I don't think I'd bet against yeah, them. Not at that point yet. But you're absolutely they're right. They're always the going to be the moves. odds
0: on. They're always going to be on the the odds on favorite. And I honestly just looking at it, I don't understand how the Pittsburgh Steelers aren't in the position that the Patriots are in the roster. There's never been a we said it a couple of weeks ago, there's never been a quarterback receiver running back trio like there is in pittsburgh right now so i wouldn't be surprised if the steelers maybe come out of there with the bye and the one seed but uh, as you've said they're gonna find a way to put themselves in the position to be successful brady now a five and three five and quarterback three in the super bowl five and three quarterback in the super bowl where does this leave tom's legacy and i apologize to anyone that's picking up uh the landscapers in the background right now but oh, uh, i can't barely I mean, like, hear anything you're we- fine we like to keep uh we like to keep things tight in what kind of uh, at, what kind of ca- grass do you What kind of uh, uh, I, California I think, grass? I think we're I think we're dealing California with a California, sense of a California bent I think we're dealing with a bent I don't um, know what that is very playable lush rough lush rough you you want to stay in the fairway here it, out of California
1: They they let you chip out there in the uh, in the lawns of that kind of building It's frowned, frowned upon, upon but they frowned didn't upon. tell me no but they didn't, they didn't boot tell me you, no. so you got that
0: exactly right which That's is exactly nice. right But Matt, we digress. Where does this game leave Tom Brady amongst history? Does this hurt him now that he has a third Super Bowl loss? I don't think it does much either. Uh, And I don't know why, because I was drawing parallels. And I guess if you're going to draw parallels, Montana's your Jordan. Brady is your LeBron. If you're just looking at records in championships. And I understand Montana doesn't have as many as Jordan, but stay with me
1: here. Zero
0: losses as opposed to more appearances
1: and more losses. Obviously, I think Brady Brady's, has more wins, but... He's still, got it. I, he's still the best of all time to do it, and I, I I obviously didn't see Joe Montana play, neither did you, but five Super Bowl wins is incredible. He, the fact that he's been to eight is unbelievable, and it's not like yeah. in basketball where you have seven It's a seven-game seven. series. It's, it's, yeah. you got one night, and everybody's got to be on their game, and if it's one, one person, one side of the ball is not that you have no control over, you're in trouble Sometimes... Playing. Sometimes David Tyree is going to
0: pin a ball to his helmet, exactly. and sometimes your defensive back is going to make a play that gets you one. Like it's so, just yeah. how things shape uh, out. In,
1: like this this game they lost, but if you look at his stat line and read me that before the game and said this is what Tom Brady's going to do, I would tell you the Patriots are going to we're going to win by three touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not like he went out there and laid an egg and they lost you know twenty one ten or something like that. He went out and threw for over five hundred yards. I know he had a fumble there on the the last drive but even that wasn't really as much on him sure he's kind of got to get the ball a little bit away or get out get rid of it but at the same time he got sacked it happens and guy got a hand on the ball he threw for 500 yards and however many touchdowns I'm not gonna have this one and his legacy
0: I I haven't seen the numbers but he got pressured I'd like to see how many times that he was contacted moved out of the pocket I, I know they didn't sack him much but that's also, a product of Tom Brady's internal clock mm-hmm. being better than anyone else's, but he was he was constantly playing from a stressful situation, from a stress, stressful position in that pocket. So I think that's you know the Jaguars showed that that was the way to beat Tom Brady was to pressure him, move him mm-hmm. off his spot, and then they stopped blitzing him in the second half. That's something that the Eagles stuck with was that pressure, and, and to their credit. But I, I found myself pondering this question of where this leaves Brady in history. And kind of looking at his reference points, his contemporaries. Everyone talks about Rodgers being the most physically gifted and being the guy nipping at his heels. But if we're going to talk about quarterbacks with one championship, I think Drew Brees is the most underrated quarterback we've ever seen.
1: I, would I think agree that. Drew
0: Brees is the most underrated quarterback that the game has ever seen. He holds so many records, and I pulled them up and I'm looking at them right now. I'll read you a few of them. Drew Brees has the most games with 300 plus yards passing. He has the most games with 400 yards passing. He has the most touchdown passes in a single game. He has the most consecutive games with at least one touchdown pass. He has the most consecutive home games with at least one touchdown pass. He has the most seasons with 5,000 plus passing yards. He has the most consecutive games with 20 plus completions. He has the most pass attempts in a playoff game with zero interceptions. He has the most pass completions in a playoff game with zero interceptions. He's the all time leader in completion percentage, which is ridiculous when you're throwing the ball 40 times a game. He has the highest career regular season passing yards per game. He's the fastest of forty thousand yards, fastest of fifty thousand yards, fastest to sixty thousand yards, fastest to seventy thousand yards. This guy is unbelievable and he deserves to be in the conversation with Brady. I know when you don't win championships like that, you're not going to get goat talk, but Drew Brees is the most underrated quarterback, I think, in the history of this football
1: game. I, I don't think you're going to get an argument for me out of there. I think he's just kind of been in an unfortunate spot of being in football, in a time where there's never
0: having a defense.
1: <laughs> never have really until this year, they didn't have much of a defense, and then Honestly. kind of an unfortunate spot of having he's got Brady around, he's got Roethlisberger around, you had Peyton Manning around his entire career, uh, Aaron yeah. Rodgers for the most part, like you said. He's been around okay. at a time where there's been a lot of other great quarterbacks. So yeah, it's not, it's not like I. I, people don't appreciate how good he is, but they do know he's a very good quarterback. And I just think the yeah. amount of greatness around him has kind of overshadowed what he done. And the the only way to really separate yourself is to do what something like what Brady's did and go out and win you know, five Super Bowls, he's, which is he's still mer- ridiculous.
0: But it, it bothers me that uh, you know he's Marino with a ring is how they treat him. And not to knock Dan Marino is my favorite athlete of all time, but I think Drew Brees has become so much more of that for a city. He led a city through a natural disaster to a championship. And I know that's hyperbole, but he very much brought the spirit of New Orleans back. Like he was a large part of that. He'll forever be a legend in that town. So I, I know we've gone off uh, no, he, on a different t- –
1: I'm, I'm, fi- um, I'm, I'm fine with it. I love the talk. I'm fan as well.
0: I wish we would have saved this for a non-football podcast and had an in-depth – it's Drew just, Brees versus Drew Brees versus Aaron Rodgers, who you got? Type conversation, but we just had the conversation, so I'm taking Drew Brees. Uh, you know, not to lead my football team because I think Rogers might have a couple more bullets yeah. in the uh, left in the barrel right now. But I think that end of this career, full sample size, where we rate these guys, Drew Brees is in my top five all time.
1: Well, for I guess for me is Aaron Rodgers. I, I think is the most talented, raw-talented quarterback I've ever seen. Good play for him. But Good I, for I, him. I, I, I'm glad he could throw a ball through a tire swing. I know, but it pisses me off. One time, just let me finish.
0: I love watching him play, but he's a Nancy. Go ahead.
1: I know, I, I, but that's kind of what I'm getting at. at like For as talented as, as he is, and I, I know they haven't done the best job putting a great team around him, but he's had some weapons around him. To only have one Super Bowl and a wide-open NFC without really a, down, you know, a dominant team in there ever, like he... That group could have and probably should have been the dominant team in the NFC for the last, you know, five, six, seven years. And the fact that they're not does that does absolutely say something. He's lost a bunch of playoff games, so a lot of them being at home. Uh, probably some that he should have won. And I'm with you. He hasn't executed in the same way like some of the, you know, great quarterbacks of this era that we've talked about. Half
0: bonus buy sell. I got a bonus buy sell. For what you.
1: by buying yeah. or selling yeah. Drew Brees and over Aaron
0: Rodgers? No, 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 no. Buy or sell Ooh. before his career is over. We see Aaron Rodgers in a different uniform. Oh, I'll buy it. Then the green and yellow. I'm going
1: to buy it. Man, the part You're of it's it is thinking 100% because mm-hmm. I don't want to see him twice a year anymore. Um, but
0: I think once he got two years left on his contract, I believe. I want to say he's gone right after that. If they don't, don't go get him pieces, he's been wildly disrespected for how much talent he does have. Yeah,
1: and he's starting to, like, he was quiet about it and mama about it early on, but, like, it seems like he's growing more and more frustrated. And then they fire his quarterback coach, and he had some comments, basically, uh, that caught him off guard, and he's not really sure why they did like, that kind of stuff. He wasn't consulted about it. I, yeah. and, and the Packers are not treating him the way a franchise quarterback should be treated. And
0: that's all Packers fans because they're the owners, correct? They are.
1: So Packers fans so, don't appreciate so their So all of you
0: Packers fans, you better appreciate appreciating you. Aaron Rodgers. Go get him some talent, Uncle Daryl. Go get him some talent is what I'm saying as the owner that you are. Or don't I, let him walk because I, just, I, I just very got much super- appreciate that. It's got a little personal, right there. It did. Do you have an uncle Daryl you'd like to talk to? I about? do. My uncle Daryl is a massive Packers fan, and oh. uh, my co- my cousin Luke, my uncle Daryl, big Packers fans, makes for a lively debate at the Thanksgiving uh, at the Thanksgiving dinner table always. But um, yeah, no, they're doing them wrong. They're doing them dirty. They need to go oh. get them some pieces.
1: Hopefully, the hopefully the Bears don't follow in their footsteps. They go get Mitch some pieces, and then we're talking about a, a Bears Super Bowl three hundred sixty-five days from now, Joe.
0: Amen to that, brother. Well, we got we got to let's let's turn it back towards the Super Bowl. Still a little bit to talk about uh, off the field. What were you? What were your takeaways of Justin Timberlake's halftime show? A beautiful <laughs> tribute to Prince in the middle of it, which I so, love.
1: Here's the thing: I love that too. But there are a bunch of people on the internet bringing up an old quote, saying like, "Oh, yo, he said he never wanted to be a hologram and stuff like Did that." It it, don't make me a hologram. But like, he's like disrespecting. <laughs> it wasn't a hologram. They, yeah. they put video of him on a screen. That's not a hologram. The, I'm not sure if people understand the difference between. There was them, never a hologram. It's, 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 hologram there was, version, was never a hologram. Yeah. It was a video of Prince. So
0: my best I thing know. I saw all week. Best thing I saw all week was the edit of Chappelle as Prince. That was dubbed, dubbed into that. I want to make that a really screensaver. It's too good. Um, but. I was a fan thought,
1: of it. JT played all the songs I thought I wanted to hear. I was kinda hoping we'd see some sort of N Sync type reunion, but we didn't get yes, it. And that's that was okay. the only
0: thing that was the only thing that I that I had my fingers crossed where that we didn't get. I'm glad that he did a bit of a montage of the old hits because his new C D is uh dusty, as I haven't the kids say. It's uh booty. It's booty. It's, is it's that bad? Uh, yeah, it's it's, it's whatever the opposite of lit is, it, just, that's what it is. Just say bad. It's not, yeah, it's not very good. It's okay. not very good. A um, couple, couple of tracks on there, but he opened up with the, the new Garbage song and then just got to the hits, which I was very happy with. He's, you know, he's a timeless, he's a timeless talent. He, he's I'm glad that we got a song on that stage. And my, my measuring stick is always Bruno Mars. And that's like having to follow Richard Pryor. I and mean, I know Bruno wasn't last year, but Bruno is, I think, the gold standard in performers right now. So... I had a bit of a. In one of my group texts, we were saying, and made the point that Bruno Mars and Justin Timberlake are our Michael and Prince minus the animosity.
1: That's not a bad comparison. I agree with you there. Buy oh, or sell. Another bonus buy or sell. <laughs> another bonus buy or sell. Uh, I'll probably uh, buy that, I think. Yeah, Also, buy or so. sell, Joe, we talked about it before, but. Basically Bruno Mars should just be the Super Bowl act every year yes. and kind of bring along Bruno, bring along somebody new with him so we get some fresh, you know, stuff in there, some different songs, but Bruno featuring so and so every year.
0: Bruno Mars featuring yes, the Who. Bruno Mars featuring Bono. Bruno Mars featuring Lady Gaga. I'm fine with that, but yeah. Bruno Mars needs to be the headliner until they stop playing Super Bowls.
1: The guy just gets it. He does. He does. He does. It was
0: uh, it was good stuff, but a great job by Justin. I thought that um, visually and from like a, a production standpoint, it was pretty cool too. How they kind of painted the whole town purple that was and a really all, the, cool stuff, moment. Yeah. all the stuff they did in terms of how they shot it. I thought it was um, I thought it was pretty neat. So
1: yeah, I don't get it. like there are a Justin. lot of people up in arms saying like they hated it and they thought it was awful. Yeah, like, it was we live in
0: a we live it in a generation a f- of haters. It's the it's the same people that don't want Tom Brady to win Super Bowls. It's the same people that are unhappy when. Teams win back-to-back championships. It's the same people that you know. We live in an era where if you're good, you're the enemy. You know, people. There's a lot of insecurity these days, and a lot of people that that don't like to say good on you. A lot of people that don't like to applaud others because they're very insecure with their with their own position in the world. And I'll never be in that. I'll never be in that air. I'll never be in that stance. I'll be able to. I'll always be able to sit down and say. Tom Brady's a damn good quarterback. I'll always be able to sit down and say, "JT just just kind of ripped that. That was a great show. Like that's, I I, I enjoy greatness. I, I like the Yankees when I was growing up. I liked the Lakers when we were growing up. I, I like to watch teams reach rarefied air, and a lot of people just aren't like that anymore. A lot of haters.
1: Now before we move on here, because I it's a good thing I had the TV on because these are uh, this is a topic I think we missed, and they're showing a highlight of it here, Joe. Mm-hmm. The 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 two. Reviewed, controversial, upheld touchdowns. Oh, yes. Glad we're touching this. I'd like to get your –
0: They got one right. They got one wrong. They got the touchdown.
1: I'm going to argue that by the the catch rule, which we've established, I hate the catch rule. I think it's terrible. I I watched Zach Ertz's touchdown. In any world, that should be a catch. But I think by the way they've called it, I do think that also he took two steps and went to the ground and the ball came out. Des Bryant took three steps, went to the ball, came out, went to the ground, came out. Yeah. Uh, Corey Clement was bobbling the ball very I thought fairly clearly that ball was not secure. That was not a touchdown. That was not a touchdown either. They
0: got that one wrong. I don't like this. I think I think Ertz's was right and they've been calling it wrong. Even within the rules, Ertz's, so here's what I'll the, say: Ertz's the rule was, was properly Ertz's for me a,
1: was was inconsistent with the way they've called it. If that's that true. I guess if that makes sense. If that's, but
0: they've been getting it wrong. If the rule is once you establish yourself as a runner and you break the plane, the play's dead. If that's the rule, then Zach Ertz is a touchdown. Dez's was a touchdown. The guy in Pittsburgh earlier this season could arguably be a touchdown. I think that they finally got it right with Ertz, but as you said, inconsistent with the way they have been calling it. I also think that nobody, nobody wanted that blood on their hands if Ertz doesn't get in No, I totally agree I don't, totally agree. That I don't think
1: there was a chance they're ever going to overturn that call. No, it
0: wouldn't. It wouldn't need to have been something egregious like mm-hmm. he dropped it on the one or something like that. It was not. I, I think that it was the rule was finally properly applied in that instance, but well, I don't, understand. The I you don't had, understand what happened with the Clement touchdown. Because that had had was, Ertz
1: caught it and gone down at the one, and that ball would have kind of jarred loose on the ground like it did?
0: Ground causes the fumble. It's would they, or would they, have,
1: would they have called it unless a he was, because he didn't break well,
0: the plane? I'm trying to think. He didn't break the plane, but if he would have established himself as a runner, the two steps, then he is now a runner, and the ground caused the fumble. It's a dead ball, unless he wasn't touched, which I don't think he was. Then it would have been... A I, I don't know. see
1: this, exactly this is the problem with the NFL's catch rule It's like you and I yeah. are pretty you know knowledgeable huge football fans Chris Collinsworth on the broadcast was even at the point saying like I didn't want, didn't, want I touch even, the one, to touch said, it I'm not to touch it the first one him and al were both like this there's no way this should be a catch you know we, we've seen yeah. this a bunch like it's not a catch they call it a catch they start reviewing the earth so he's like I'm not gonna I am not going i do not know I don't know what a catch is anymore yeah. like that they, okay. they really need to figure this out.
0: But can we be can we be judicious? Can we be fair here? If those two calls went the other way, not in this oh. instance, if the, oh. if the Patriots were on offense and those were both called touchdowns, there would be uproar. Philadelphia would still be on fire. They'd be calling no, for. Is. They'd be call, I know they'd be calling for Roger Goodell's head. Mm-hmm. It would be. Complete uproar, they'd be the biggest cheaters in the world. So this is this is a complete double standard that we hold teams to here because the Patriots have one and they do have the history of Bounty Gate, Deflate Gate, Gate Gate, Tom Gate, Oat Gate, whatever you want like all their different things that you want to what's oat Yeah. I don't know. I just was thinking of Tom Brady eating a lot of oats. uh, that's and making a gate out of it. Yeah, like a lot of flax seed, those things. But point being, let's flax gate, that's better. We need to be Consistent in how we hold these teams and the referees accountable. Why aren't we saying the fix was in for for Philly? There, I I love the game. That, the way the game was officiated, so I do think I. they got. I think they got the one call wrong. I think they got the one review wrong. And other than that, I love the fact that they let these guys play. There was a lot of hand fighting. There was a lot of contact in the secondary, but it wasn't preventing scoring, obviously. So clear, clear I, I I think the way that the ref, I think the refs, Gene Steratore and his crew did a great job with that Super Bowl. You can't expect the guy to get I mean, you hope that a guy gets the call right on an end line like that in the Clement situation, but that's why review is in place to get that call right yeah. when it is bang, bang. You can't really see the ball bobble. He's on the other side of them. So I don't fault the referees in any situation on Sunday.
1: I, I think I, the, I, the only one I do is not overturning that, that call. Yes, but
0: doesn't. But doesn't
1: no, that's that's the that's head ref. The, the head ref is so the head in, coll- ref makes in college, the call. it okay. goes back to the booth. It goes to the. In, review uh, room. I believe in in the NFL that is the head ref who's in the NFL. And in, in the,
0: the and NFL, they the hand NFL. Gene Steratore a Game Boy Color, and he
1: has to watch it on a Game Boy Color, and then <laughs> well, this try and the, make
0: the call off of that. <laughs> you laugh, but
1: that's pretty much exactly how. <laughs> the Essentially, the NHL, what it is. That's how the NHL yeah. does their reviews. They give you like a, a little tablet, like half, like. A little Double the size of an iPhone, and it's like, "Hey, here, ref gets, figure
0: it the out." The ref gets a stethoscope; he has to put into his ears and hold to the speaker Jesus. of the tablet. Oh god! Yeah, we're I think a we're, off the rails. we're a little antiquated uh, in our reviews. I think everyone could clean it up a little bit, man. I think uh, so But too. but a solid Super Bowl. Philadelphia obviously showing that they that they have no idea how to celebrate. But um, we'll, we'll get more into you'll, that you'll later. Get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, It was the second highest scoring Super Bowl in history. And, uh, you know, just year after year, game after game in all sports, whether it be college football, the Super Bowl, March Madness, we have been treated to some outstanding championship games. And this year was another example of that. Very lucky to to consider myself a
1: sports fan. Think of the last three major championships we've seen. We saw World Series go back and forth between... Clearly the two best teams in baseball go to seven games with all the you know drama in that. So, granted, game seven was a little bit of a flop, but games one through six are awesome. We saw yeah. a national championship game that had a walk off in overtime. And we saw, you know, a one possession game come down to a hail Mary at the end of the Super Bowl, which, which are you one of the most exciting games, I think of all time. And so then the okay. go back and forth,
0: take it back even a year further, 28 to three, comeback in the NFL. Uh, you have a game-winning touchdown by Clemson mm-hmm. in the final seconds, and was that overtime? No, that final was final seconds. seconds right? Yeah, final seconds. Deshaun Watson leads him down, the, leads him down the field. An outstanding game there. You have a buzzer-beater out of Villanova in in the national championship game. That was two years Am ago. Am I? That
1: was two. Yeah, I'm saying two years ago. I'm a North Carolina is, fan. That still stings me.
0: Yeah. So, but some outstanding game. You have the Cubs win the World Series in six games. You got a rain delay and. Uh, is it gonna go seven? Is it gonna you know? Are they gonna blow this? Mm-hmm. Just everything that went on in that series. Um, it was just just fantastic, fantastic time to be a
1: sports fan. Yeah, it's we're we're truly hashtag blessed, as the kids like to say, Joe. Oh God, stop that, stop that right now. But I was, that that you got me that thinking out.
0: as well. Another thing, another thing I was thinking about: never underestimate the backup quarterback, Nick Foles and Toa Tagovailoa. Did I get that right?
1: So close, Toa close Toa. Tua, Tua, Tua You're the you're probably the I'm only just person has mispronounced Tagovaila. the last name. and not yeah, the first, not, the first first name, name. <laughs> not the last name.
0: Well, it's the year of the backup because both of those guys showed up when when their teams needed them most. So don't about, just go get you don't just go get yourself a starter. Go get yourself a backup too if you want to win some championships.
1: I was going to say I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot I wanted to talk about. It, but I was I forgot what show I was watching or listening to yesterday. But they're talking about how. You know, Doug Peterson was a backup quarterback's entire career in the NFL. Frank Reich, their offensive coordinator, was backup quarterback, and they obviously had it, Nick Foles is obviously better than most backup quarterbacks, but a lot better than people. most. He, he's better than most backup quarterbacks, but probably not quite. Not now. He'll be a start. He'll get a chance eventually somewhere. But a lot of times when you see these number one quarterbacks go down, you see the well, the coaches will say the right things, and you know they'll they'll say he's got the entire you know playbook at his capacity, all that. But when they come down to actually calling the plays. They pretty much just kind of keep it vanilla, don't let them do too much. It seems like you had two backup quarterbacks who remembered what it was like to be backup quarterbacks and basically said, We know we got a guy here who has some talent. I'm calling the game as if Carson Winston, I'm calling the game as if this is my number one quarterback. We're going to let him throw because that's the only way we're going to win. We're not going to, maybe against, you know, early on when when Foles started playing a little bit, I know he had that clunker against uh, Oakland and then Atlanta obviously didn't look all that great. I, I, maybe after that they kind of said, you know, we're opening up the playbook. We're just going to let our quarterback be our quarterback because our best chance is to throw up a lot of points. And our best chance to do that is to let Nick throw the ball instead of trying to be conservative.
0: Yeah. I think that, you know, just that having that trust in your backup, um, not, not losing stride, um, just kind of stay in the course when, you know, Carson Wentz goes down and everybody has written you off. You fly under the radar for a little bit and you go win a Super Bowl. It's more, more credit to Doug Peterson than, You know, the whole coaching staff and the whole supporting cast around there in Philadelphia. Well-deserved, and uh, can't wait for the Bears to do it next year.
1: It's going to be a lot of fun to see Mitch uh, hoist (laughs) in Lombardi Trophy next year.
0: Oh, I just got the chills. Let's move on before I get emotional, Matt. What do you
1: say? It's happening, but let's move on.
0: All right. uh, Yesterday, worlds collided for the first time here in Sacramento for me. The Bulls took on the Kings. A combined 34 wins between the DuPont gloves coming into – coming into the game i think it was 18 for the bulls and 16 for the kings a historically terrible matchup that turned
1: into a really entertaining game Matt. it was surprisingly it was entertaining because both teams like were bad enough where they would compete with each other. No, um, these
0: are two bad teams. They're both They're both
1: accomplishing what they're trying to do, but there is some. You're going to say it, there's some. There's some
0: fantastic. Talent. There's some fantastic talent on those two teams. You saw Levine getting super explosive. Not just that dunk, but what did he put up? Twenty seven, twenty nine. Yeah, he he did like twenty
1: seven. I think he was nine of eighteen shooting too, which is he really was a, good for he was him.
0: efficient. He was getting to the rack. He looked confident on that knee. You got uh, Lori didn't play last night because the Bulls just kind of said, "Yeah,
1: stay in Chicago. We'll meet up with you." Yeah, later. has there ever been a longer paternity leave for a professional right? athlete? Hey, you know, hey. Dude, why, don't you, why don't you take a month, Lori? you got you got a new kid. It's the first one. You got to learn. Let's let him take, be take committed.
0: Let him be committed to his family. And we're trying to lose. Get those points. Get it's those exactly points out of the box. Score. And then on the other side of the court, you got guys. Like De'Aaron Fox, who went down with a bit of an injury, uh, x-rays came back negative for anyone worried about De'Aaron. Just a, ankle. What
1: was it with him? Ankle? It was
0: a uh, rolled uh, – I, I forget which ankle it was. I want to say it's the left ankle. It was actually – he rolled it while he was going up, not while he was coming down. That's why they said it wasn't that bad. So That's weird. Um, yeah, it kind of rolled inwards rather than the way you usually roll an ankle is what they said. So he should be fine, but Willie Cauley-Stein is your unicorn seven-footer that can kind of do everything – you got other guys, you know, you, you got Zeebo still doing his thing. You got Vince Carter still doing his thing. So despite the futility um, that both of these teams have had throughout the season, it was an exciting game that kind of came right down to the wire and, and guys made plays. Bogdan Bogdanovich, the, the, the cold-blooded serve, who's going to be a great shooter, I think, for the Kings. He knocks one
1: down to kind of seal it up a little bit. And it, was, a, it was an exciting,
0: was an exciting he's game.
1: A, he's got a hell of a name there. That's a, that's for, a bad name. That's I mean, a bad name. The the first six letters of the last name are his Bogdan. First name. Bogdan Bogdan, Bogdan, Bogdan Ovich.
0: Yeah, you just add the Ovich to whatever so I'd be Joe Joeovich.
1: Yeah, they Matt Matovich. Uh, that's actually a pretty good name. Matthew Matovich is pretty kind of is name.
0: a pretty good name. Matt <laughs> Matovich. It could be like your once once we hit it big, Matt, once you know once you gotta start using an alias, That'll that's be your my alias. Matt
1: Matovich. I'm telling the, you, only the true original Moose and Runes listeners will know who what know know you're, what that means.
0: You're Matt Madovich, and my, my alias has always been Thomas Gillette, which is an ode to Brady, which I think I've brought up on the pod before. I don't think you have. Okay, it's Tom's first name and then Gillette Stadium. So I Tom, prefer Joey th- Showtime. Thomas Gillette is, is my. Oh, uh, I, I,
1: I get it. I get it. There, yeah.
0: I'm not. I'm not. I just wanted that. to just wanted to clear that up. Yeah, just well, wanted to clear that up.
1: What were we talking about now? <laughs> Bulls-Kings, but I think we've given them I, think, I think we covered what uh, we
0: needed to. On yeah, them. the Bulls, but as you said, the Bulls do exactly what they want to do. They stayed... Competitive throughout the game, they secure the L, and you know you get, have Levine get get his swagger back a little bit. So a, a, a good a good night for Bulls fans.
1: Bulls have a nice little week off here, and then they they welcome the return of uh, of Jimmy G buckets to, to United Center on Friday. Night. That's gonna be emotional.
0: It's gonna be an I, emotional night.
1: It's that will be. He's a, he's obviously gonna get a big ovation. I don't see why he wouldn't. Um, yeah. Is that no? It's not Tibbs' first time back either. Tibbs was back last year.
0: Get back.
1: Get back! Anytime I get to, tune, get back I get to tune you know, into a game, Joe. <laughs> anytime I get to tune into a game and hear Tibbs yelling from the sidelines, "Get back or go to work, go to work." And now he's going to be say, "Go to work, Jimmy!" Again, go to work, Jimmy. Yeah. Go to work. I, I can't.
0: Wait. I think. I think uh, it'd be interesting to bring on someone who's a big Timberwolves fan because I've been just kind of watching them from a distance because you know all of the ties with Taj and yeah. Jimmy and coach and I'm a Carl Anthony Towns fan as well so I've been watching them from afar but I wonder if if the Minnesotans are starting to feel that you know he's breaking their spirits he's playing them too much you know the the normal thibodeau storylines that come about when you're two I'm years three years into it're not
1: there yet because' they're just looked it up now I'm a little bit surprised they're the four seed in the West so like they're, they're playing those guys a bunch but they are it's working right now. It's not going to work in the playoffs. They might win around and then they'll lose. But I think for right now it's working. But I think I saw earlier Jimmy, this is probably months ago, but Jimmy was asked, it was after a night where he played like 45 minutes or something like that, and he basically hinted like, yeah, I'm, I'm probably playing a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's not mm-hmm. his first go. I know he, him and Tibbs love each other, but it's not his first go around with Tibbs, and he kind of knows how to, I guess, push those buttons a little bit.
0: Yeah. Uh, should be an interesting watch for Bulls fans to get
1: – Take the T-Wolves and the points, in Joe. Take the T-Wolves and the points. Ooh, little, 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 little bonus Matt's, lock of the week. Little,
0: little, little Matt's lock of the week. Bonus uh, lock lock of Matt, the week. Matt, Matt, while we're giving you segments, uh, you're on the clock. Okay. One minute, one minute on the clock. Give people Matt's Hockey Minute starting in three, two, one. Matt's Hockey Minute.
1: Corey Crawford's back on the ice. Uh, they said once he joins the team in practice, we'll start to see that. That's when you'll know he'll be close to being back. I still, I'm, I'm not optimistic. Thirty games left. I think there's six points out of the final playoff spot. It's not looking good unless they go on a hell of a run. Um, Brandon Sod's really odd season starting to continue. He's out on the fourth line. I think he only has like twenty three points all year, but. If you look at his his you know his fancy stance, his possession numbers, shots generated and all that, he's actually one of the top 10 like leaders in the NHL in generating chances. He just can't finish. So that's obviously been a part of uh, the problem for the Blackhawks. And the people keep saying they need to rebuild, go young, but they're starting to do that. I believe the last 13 goals now have been scored by players 23 or younger. So it's not really the young guys. It's really the the core players not really carrying their weight there. Um, but that's the Hawks need to go on a run. So we'll see what happens. I'm not optimistic, but I would never count 19 and 88 out.
0: With five seconds to spare, that's Matt's Hockey Minute. Insightful, God, well good. thought
1: out. That, I am stat good.
0: About, that stat about young guys scoring goals, that was yeah. That, that yeah. Made the hair on my neck stand up a little bit, Matt. That was well done. You stayed within your parameters, uh, but obviously not the best time to be a Blackhawks fan. It's almost and, like and I've done mean, this before, Joe. I know, right? And you make the point you make a great point, Matt, that you know, never count out 88, 19, and that cast of characters, but is this team in a position where with one offseason they can put themselves back atop the conference or is it?
1: This is not it by any means. I'd be shocked if this was it because if you look at their roster, we've talked about it a couple times. They they're young and they have young yeah. talent that's starting to flourish. They're also in a position here where they they, uh, they're they're Playing without their Arguably their most valuable player in Corey Crawford I love Patrick Kane, he is their best player Jonathan Taves is obviously an incredibly valuable player Duncan Keith as well, Corey Crawford is their most Valuable player, especially yeah. when they Don't have a Scott Darling type to bail them out This year, Anton Forsberg and, and Jeff Glass Are not that serviceable Of backup goalies mm-hmm. um, And they're also playing in the best division In hockey, I've said this all year, but there was a stat I think I saw a week ago on Twitter That uh, release like the goal break like goal differential breakdowns by division Mm -hmm. um the all the other three divisions are all you know have negative total goal differentials all the teams combined the central is a combined this is last week so it's changed a little bit is a combined plus 122 in goal differential Wow. so this is a year where if Corey crawford's healthy the blackhawks are in a different spot and if they're without if they're in any any other division in hockey i think they're able to survive this you know down year and they're in the playoffs but mm-hmm. it's, it's it's tough to play half your season without your most valuable player yeah. in a retooling year I won't quite say rebuild in the best division in hockey because there are no nights oh. off in the central every team you're lining up against is a team that is trying to get in the playoffs you know could be playoff mm-hmm. bar, all mm-hmm. capable of making a run of the playoffs
0: two things here Matt you just kind of spurred my spurred my thought Sure. As you do, Matt. I'm good at that. Uh, New segment that we're going to put into play here. It's called Moral of the Pod. It's the moral of the story, moral of the podcast, what was the overarching theme. And I think moral of today's podcast is go get yourself a backup, whether it be a goalie, quarterback, whatever you need. Go get you a backup is Mm. moral of the pod today. And what was the second thing?
1: I don't know. You thought of it, not me. We're
0: gonna do. We're gonna do one thing, Matt. That was one that was thing one until
1: thing. it hits you about in ten more minutes, and then you bring. it That's back true. Then then we'll double back.
0: But moral of the pod, it's a new thing. Moral of the pod. Moral of today's podcast: Go get you a backup. Buy some insurance. Buy buy some damn and go get yourself some damn insurance. Oh goodness. Um, okay, Matt. Well, we still got some more football to talk about as we squeeze the the sponge dry of all Have of to. all football moisture. Uh, Hall of Fame class announced. Our beloved Brian Erlacher is forever going to be immortalized, enshrined, and get a gold jacket. Uh, first ballot Hall of Famer, alongside the likes of Randy Moss, Terrell Owens, uh, Ray, Lewis. Ray Lewis. Who
1: else am I forgetting? There are uh, some. Jerry Kramer was in there, um, mm-hmm. and then I forgot the the name of the last. The last.
0: But game. a phenomenal class to be enshrined alongside. And I tweeted earlier in the week that. I, I don't know if it's because these are, you know, our idols, the guys we grew up watching, but this is one of the most ridiculous classes I've ever seen.
1: I mean, you, you have two of the maybe top three or four wide receivers to ever play the game. And in, in Terrell yeah. Owens and Randy Moss, Just say what you want about, you know, their personalities and all that stuff. But on the field, there's no argument. Transcendent, they
0: changed the game, changed how the position was played.
1: You have a probably a top three or five middle linebacker in Ray Lewis. You have another top probably 10 middle linebacker in Brian Urlacher and also one who you want to talk about people who changed, you know, the game changed the position. Brian Urlacher led the transformation of the middle linebacker from being you know a, a guy who's a run stopper and clogs the middle to a guy who basically plays you know a roaming should, third, who, who could play a roaming third you know middle safety as well as <laughs> just a,
0: a just rename just rename the Tampa to the Urlacher please yeah. at this point out of respect because he, he honestly he, he made that. he made that position so so two-dimensional like like no one else had yeah uh,
1: the yeah they brought him in as a safety kick returner out of New Mexico, and said, "Hey, you're going to play middle linebacker for us." And it did. Somebody saw something, and it worked out. But these are yeah. four guys who changed the way the game was played, and I think forever will have that. You know that those positions will be changed because of them. And it and was it, it was refreshing to see, in my opinion, they get these these right. I think Randy Moss was a lock for the most part. Uh, to was. For the most part, I think people saw, saw as a lock too. It was debated whether or not they're gonna make him wait another year. But I'm glad they got it right with Urlacher and Ray Lewis because it seems like you know we, we live in a time where people might say like, oh well, you know, we can't put two of these in or whatever, you know, if if yeah. Ray Erlocker you know, might not be as good as Ray Lewis, so they shouldn't both get in on the first ballot, whatever. No. They, those they, guys, they, they, yeah. Exactly it, it's like, it's like that'd be like saying Tom they were Br- It would be like yeah. saying Drew Brees shouldn't go to the Hall of Fame on the first ballot because we're putting Tom Brady in. That, 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 yeah. that's, that's the comparison I would make it to. And it was nice to see they got it right. I, I was a little bit surprised they released the amount of time like, because they have these the, a writer or whoever makes your presentation, and then they mm-hmm. have basically a debate and question question answer with that writer to decide who goes in. And I thought Urlacher might have the longest debate time and you know before they had that decided, but it was actually Randy Moss who had the longest um,
0: Which get out of my face because the guy's I are the I agree. I don't care that I don't to, care Jerry Rice could have as many rings as he want. Randy Moss is the greatest to ever play that position.
1: I think you might be looking at a, that's, you want to talk about Brady and and Rodgers type deal. I think that's kind of what you might be looking at.
0: Yeah, that's that's a good point.
1: Rice might be the greatest, but the most talented, I think, to ever do it might be Randy Moss. Yeah. I mean, just the top end.
0: The top end speed in that frame with hands like no one ever seen before. It was, and, you know, Rice played with Steve Young and Joe Montana not to knock uh, Tom no, Brady can, in a couple and the couple years that he had but the you can knock
1: Dante Culpepper Dante and, Culpepper uh, um, whoever, whoever who the else hell he was play, thrown to him in Oakland like
0: Garrett was, Anderson or whoever else was thrown into um, Oakland might have been rich was that Rich Gannon era? I th- honestly I,
1: I think it would have been after Rich Gannon so it was nobody
0: yeah so <laughs> it might have been like I don't. I don't even know who was in that that those dark years of Randy Moss made
1: Dante Culpepper a viable NFL quarterback for like eight
0: years. That was uh, that was always fun to watch, and uh, but nonetheless, a a very deserving class of of guys. I feel sorry for the guys whose names I couldn't remember because. They will forever be a footnote in the class of 2018. Yeah, hey, um, compared compared to the guys they're going in with.
1: Ask them if they mind. I don't think they will.
0: I, that is a that's a fantastic point. Did man. you
1: see some of those videos though with David Baker when you know went around knocking on the doors and all that stuff? That was good stuff. That's yeah. got to be that's that's one of the coolest. Yeah, I, I don't tradition might not be the right word, but that that was one of the cooler things I'd ever seen. I wasn't really too familiar with the tradition. I think before this year. And mm-hmm. this is the first year I've actually kind of gone around and watched those and I thought it was hilarious and very fitting that Erlocker had a do not disturb sign up on his door. <laughs> um, <laughs> he
0: but just I, didn't want
1: any of it. That that, that 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 was really cool. And I fun fact, I've met David Baker. I've shaken the man's hand before. He was a guest on on Cap and Haw back when I worked in studio. That uh-huh. man's hands big hands. He is Paus- the, he is the largest man I think I've ever <laughs> <laughs> he's just in not not like tallest but just biggest dude i have ever been around his hand i think completely engulfed mine that's my story he's a massive Guy, dude. i just wanted to say that he, guy's
0: got a hoof on him
1: Guys has got some paws guy's got
0: a paw on him <laughs> matt we've been all too positive for my liking on this podcast i know hit the music i got a grievance
1: The tradition of Festivus begins
0: with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now, you're going to hear about it. You can't handle the truth. Boy, have you lost your mind? Because I'll help you find it. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills.
1: I award you no points,
0: and may God have mercy on your soul. All right. Bye, grievance. It's not going to be long. It's not going to be drawn out. It's going to be straight to the point, and... It was something we knew that was coming. My grievance is with the city of Philadelphia. And now congratulations on your Super Bowl victory. You did it, you're champs. You'll be champs for the next eight months or 12 months if you're counting the whole season. You'll you'll be champs for the whole year. You're gonna be able to celebrate it, buy your t-shirts, do whatever you want. But there is no need to go full apocalypto. The city of Philadelphia lost its mind. And not when you talk about losing your mind in a good way they were climbing buildings, climbing poles. You know, that's the type of thing that happens when you win championships. You get some crazies out there. A window gets broken this and that. People were destroying the outside of the Ritz-Carlton. People were flipping cars. Flipping cars is where you lose me. That's riot that's riot type behavior. That's Vancouver stuff. Leave that to those crazies up there. They completely lost their minds. The city of Philadelphia. There was a man who is being cheered on while literally eating shit. And I know we don't have the expletive tag here, but eating poop does not describe it. He was eating a pile of horse feces. That is no way to celebrate a championship, Philadelphia. Do not condone that. Do not cheer that man on. Do not support that man. I don't understand how that incites any joy or furthers your level of excitement Philadelphia (laughs) lost its mind there for a moment and I don't know if they've yet come back to earth my grievance is with you Philadelphia I'd say act like you've been there before but I know you haven't and I know this is very on par with the general tenor that is Philadelphia so I think from now on we just root against all Philadelphia sports because I don't want to have to watch people eat poop anymore. That's my grievance for the day, Matt.
1: You know, that is <laughs> – that last line I think kind of said it all. You probably I could have just summed up the entire grievance eat, in that last line. I do have to watch people
0: eat poop anymore.
1: That's probably, Why do I have to watch grown men eat poopy? That's, that's a good enough – that's that's good enough for me, buddy.
0: <laughs> oh, God. It was too much. It was, it was much that, too much.
1: And then you got people like breaking into stores and like, they said like, broken yeah, that and, like, destroyed a mannequin. They just sort of like, come on. Like there's, there's celebrating and then there's looting. Like you're yeah. looting at this point. You know,
0: just casual vandalism. I get like, we got a little crazy. Paul threw a chair through the window of the CVS. It, it happened. All right. <laughs> we did not then break into the CVS and start a food fight in the nacho aisle. Like that's like, let's. Let's be reasonable with our crazy here, and Philadelphia seemed to just lose all sense of reason after they won that game.
1: Let's move on here. <laughs> all
0: right, then enough poop, enough poopy talk <laughs> enough for, poop for talk. one pod for one podcast. Uh, Matt, why don't we jump into a little buy or sell? What do
1: you say? Sure, I will. Uh, you want me to kick us off? Yeah, you kick us off because I'm opening it up in my. Text there message. you go. Because it's it was 50 minutes ago. I don't remember what I wanted to ask you. Okay, Um, okay. buy or sell, the Cleveland Cavaliers are actually in trouble this time. I know this happens every year, but this run seems to be a little bit more extended than usual.
0: Um, I'm going to buy it with a caveat of saying that I still think they make the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't think they make the Finals this year. I I just think Boston has found something, and especially – I don't know what the update is on Gordon Hayward, but – I know he was out on the court dribbling and shooting around. I don't know if they have any intention of playing him this year or what that would do to their chemistry with or without without mm-hmm. him. I think that Boston is the team to beat in the East. LeBron will find a way to will his team to a certain level of success, but this is not a championship team. So if, if championship is the goal, then I'm buying the fact that things are things are a bit cooked in uh in Cleveland
1: yeah I think for me it's it's getting to the NBA finals because it's it's Mm -hmm. hard to say championship or bust when you got Golden State on the other side and heck even Houston at this point um Mm -hmm. but if if they don't I, I see a real issue with them getting by Boston they don't play any defense at all whatsoever they don't seem to have any chemistry with each other Isaiah Thomas doesn't seem like he's healthy or if he's not healthy or if he is healthy hasn't really accumulated himself to the acclimated himself to the the team, the group, whatever, the offense, him mm-hmm. and LeBron don't seem to get along all that well. LeBron doesn't seem to be trying all that hard. He just had, yeah, I think he just had 11 points the other night. I, seems like it's all going down the drain. It seems like we're, his days in Cleveland are, are likely very numbered.
0: Yeah, I think that uh, – so with that, and I know we'll have plenty of time to talk about it, but uh, where do you see LeBron
1: next year? I think Houston finds a way to get it done. Houston Sacramento. is –
0: <laughs> Houston does make sense though. They're, if he, if he goes to
1: Sacramento, then you need to get him on the podcast. Deal?
0: <laughs> you got it. You got it. Um,
1: I think. I think it's no. Think Houston's Houston. ready to. Houston's ready to win, and that's. Uh, and they, Lebron, I,
0: I think Lebron's tired of having to drag all of his friends' places. Yeah, that's. So I the think thing he can just Houston. go meet up with Chris Paul and James Harden, and they're that, ready to go.
1: That's the nice thing about Houston. I don't think Chris Paul would be afraid to say, "Yeah, I'll take less money if we can get Lebron here." Lebron would probably even say, "Like, yeah, I'll take a little bit. Like, he's still going to get his, and obviously get paid, but he might be a little bit." more open to taking a little bit less. And if he goes to that team, you, you touched on it. Like, he doesn't have to be the guy who's dragging them every night. James Harden can do a lot of the scoring. Chris Paul yeah. can score. Eric Gordon can score. Like They'll have their guys who can score. And, yeah, he's going to have his nights, and he's going to get his for the most part and be their best player. But he doesn't have to do it on a night-in, night-out basis. He has some people to take the pressure off him. And he had that for a while with Kyrie, but Kyrie was also never totally fully healthy. So he kind of had to do it all his own in Cleveland.
0: Yeah, I uh, I think the the days are numbered in Cleveland and the Plus, Cleveland
1: they're, fan they're, base
0: <laughs> the Cleveland fan base can go back to being irrelevant
1: on all accounts. Houston's owner GM it was Daryl Morey I think his name is his GM. He's basically come out and said a couple times like Yeah, we don't like the Warriors. Our goal is to beat the Warriors, and that's what we're going for. So
0: yeah, good on you, Daryl. Good on you. All right, Matt, buy or sell this year's. Full battery of Super Bowl commercials, just as a whole. I mean, there were some great ones in there, the Eli O'Dell commercial, but buy or sell them as a
1: whole. Uh, I was fine with them. It wasn't the best year, uh, but I didn't think uh-huh. it was – I my goal for Super Bowl commercials every year is to have, you know, four or five that I remember that stick out to me, and I think I did. Uh, I love that Doritos Dang. Mountain Dew combined one. I thought that one was pretty good. Um, the the Tide one was fine. The Tide ones were good. Uh, yeah. The – uh danny mcbride australia one i thought was really funny um i, I just it, it was it, i thought they were funny commercials that they were fine they weren't great they weren't the commercials aren't what they used to be where like when we were younger and yeah. kids like every commercial was had did some you sort see, of theme funny thing to it but for the most like they still have still have some good ones. danny devito getting hit by a car as an m&m tell me you didn't laugh when you said.
0: <laughs> did you see the dodge ram commercial no, I didn't see uh, I heard people
1: talking about it, but I didn't okay, see Okay, you up. need to
0: go look it up because not only is it – so it, it's tracked by Martin Luther King. It's one of his um, famous quotes that he gave at an address, which first of all, you're setting yourself up for some scrutiny right there. Yeah. Right there when, when you start VO and MLK. And I'm – If there's the anything I associate
1: with Martin Luther King, it's Dodge Race. Well,
0: Exactly. And my understanding is that it was cleared by the King estate, yada, yada, yada. But you have to look at the visuals of this commercial. It's literally every sentiment that you could ever pull. It's like a woman hugging a horse, a man kissing his daughter, a dog being saved from rubble. A, a hero coming home from war, hugging his kid. It's like every single check the box, try and make your mom cry type thing. It was so egregious, so
1: egregious that it was almost comical. I, you need to watch it. It's, it, it's too much. I, then I'll absolutely have to take a look at that because that, that's so I'm selling, what I I'm heard selling about. I'm selling just because of the Ram commercial. Hey, that's fair. That's that's your <laughs> prerogative, Joe. Um, <laughs> All right. Hit me. Moving on from – because we're moving on from football. Here we got the Olympics coming up, Joe. Buy or sell the Winter Olympics without the NHLers?
0: Um, I'm usually a sell the Winter Olympics type guy as is. The NHL hook um, always makes me interested because I just want to watch and make sure my players don't get hurt while playing more hockey. But, you know, I'm kind of – I'm kind of in the middle on this one because – there aren't many events that pique my interest in the winter other than hockey. Um, curling, you watch because it's ironic. Uh, skiing is fun because like hey, I want to see – curling nap
1: is right up there with the golf nap.
0: <laughs> I want to see Lindsey Vaughn complete a comeback and be successful. I want to see Sean White continue to be ageless. So, like, those are things I'll watch. So, I'm excited. or I, I'm interested. I'm not that excited about the Winter Olympics, but I'll buy it.
1: Okay, I was yeah, – I, I – I, I'm still going to watch it at times, like kind of like you, it'll be on, but mm-hmm. I obviously being the hockey person that I am, the hockey fan that I am, I still kind of can't really get over the fact that they didn't allow this to happen. I think I'm a little bit salty because I keep seeing, you know, sites put out like these would be, have be, you know, be the likely rosters, you know, likely line combinations. <laughs> yeah. And if you look at Team USA's roster, their lines, mm-hmm. all that like this was their year, like, I'm not saying they'd beat Canada, but like this would have been their year where they could have made a serious run and would have had a real chance at winning the gold. And now, and now it's robbed from me, Joe. And That's now maybe knows? I'll see Patrick Kane again in the Olympics, but he'll be 33. So may I, who knows? I, I don't know if we're gonna if I'll get another chance to see him in an Olympics. So it'll be. It's hard for me to get over that, and the hockey is not going to be very fun to watch because outside of Russia, having like some old NHLers that are over in the KHL and their best KHL players, there, there's really not much talent over there. What are we supposed to refer to the Russian team as? Uh, the team who shall not be named.
0: The team formerly named Russia. You know, we'll call it. We'll call it Putin's army. The Putin's yeah. army. Okay. The artist formerly named as Russia. I That's think would we'll be also. Do in, yeah. To keep things to keep things in the Prince vein, I think yeah. the artist formerly known as Russia is also applicable. Works for me. <laughs> All right, Matt. Uh, one last buy or sell for you here. Buy or
1: sell, Nick Foles is a starting quarterback somewhere week 1 next year. I'm going to sell that. Um okay. with with Wentz's knee, it's an ACL, you never really know how those come along and how those develop and it, by all accounts it seems like he's on schedule and all that, but mm-hmm. it happened week 11 last year and that's, you know, you're looking at a lot of these times ACLs are close to a year if not, you know, 9 months to a year comeback and that there's there's no reason to Trade your insurance policy and go all in on Carson. You know, basically forcing Carson Wentz to be ready week one. Uh, I think mm-hmm. you have to hold on to Nick Foles and then hope you know maybe he starts a game or two. And at the very least, he doesn't. Then you have a guy who's backing up Wentz in case anything happens. Obviously, again, but then somebody you can flip at the deadline like the Patriots did for Jimmy Garoppolo and probably get a very similar, if not better, return. So yeah, I don't. If I'm uh, Philly, I'm not. You're not getting a better return now than you would at you know week eight or whatever that whenever the trade deadline is so i i I see no reason to move him yet you should move him before he's a free agent but there's no reason to move him yet i i tend to agree with you there matthew well that makes for great radio i know right yeah moving on i I have a bonus buy or sell for you oh
0: love a bonus it's
1: a pretty good one um (laughs) buy or sell a graz giants austria football league championship this upcoming season (laughs) Or I mean. well, you know, no, actually no, don't 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 ask that. Don't spoil. It. We'll cover that in our in our AFL preview coming up in a couple weeks.
0: We, I have not signed on for that AFL preview. I just I want will to make hold it, it by known.
1: myself. If I have to, you might
0: be you might be running a solo episode there. But we are wishing. Our good buddy, Rob Gallick, the best of luck as he heads over to Austria.
1: Is he 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 landed? By all accounts, he is over there. Uh, I I saw a a Snapchat story from him at about 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock this morning here this time that he was uh, in his Munich uh, layover. I know he had like an hour in Munich and then only a 50-minute flight over to Graz. So I'm I'm guessing he's there. Uh, Apartment feels a little empty this morning, Joe. won't lie to you. Uh, rob, rob turned in the keys on Sunday night it was a, it was a moment we had ourselves a oh, moment. it's but, all uh, about you Matt huh? it is it's, it's all, all about, about it's always about me <laughs> <Okay. Yeah. laughs> no he's I he, hear
0: I do hear croz is beautiful this time he's time.
1: he's showed me some pictures actually it looks like an <laughs> awesome place to go see like it looks like a really? I was being town. no like if you look at, he's showed me obviously pictures of it and all that stuff and uh-huh. Gonna try and plan to get down there for over there down. I don't know geographically where it is. <laughs> what what uh, over there for the it win? It, it's, it's it's generally east of us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hoping to get there, but uh, yeah, it seems like he's he's happy. That'll be it'll be fun to watch the. Uh, I I've broken down some of the film, looked at the playbook. They're gonna be a fun offense to watch, Joe. Very I don't nice. know if you know well, this, but I'm an offensive consultant for the Grass Giants now.
0: Ah, okay. States-side. Very nice. You're like you're like what are they you're like their Bill Polian or something?
1: Yeah, I just they, you know they give me a call, they send me some film, I look I'm like Brad Childress now with the Bears. You know, just
0: got gotcha. you call me when Very you need nice. me. <laughs> well, like we said, wishing wishing Rob uh, the best of luck, a loyal News and Runes listener who I hope will take our listenership abroad with him, and I'm I'm sure he will.
1: It's how many podcasts can say they have an international following, Joe? That's that's true. We now have an international. international, We've gone international. Take that, which is huge for
0: us. Which is huge for us, Matt. Uh, We got a mailbag
1: today. Oh, we do. Let me pull that up here. Uh, This comes from uh, one of our one of our favorites, Rooney Tunes Four. No relation, of course. No relation. No relation, of course. Okay, you can relive or live any of these three eras out in your twenties. The, you can relive the Jordan '90s Bulls era in your 20s. Relive the last, you know, the, the Blackhawks run here they've made in their last eight, ten years in your 20s, or live the next ten. We're both White Sox fans, so live the next ten years of the White Sox in your 20s. Which one's he going with?
0: You know, the White Sox hypothetical is nice, but there are no guarantees within that. The other two are guaranteed money. So I'm going to go with the Jordan era, just because I only have vivid memory of 97 and 98. Mm-hmm. I remember those those are some of my oldest sports memories, but I don't remember 91 th- that early 90s, 92, 93, 94. They were barely born um, Joe. Yeah, but like some kids have really sharp memories at one year old, but I'm sure they do. <laughs> no, that that's my point is I would love to have a full understanding of Jordan's greatness rather than, you know, just the tail end and the comeback.
1: Um, I so I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Jordan Man, I, I think I'm going to go with the White Sox. I'm, I'm roll the of, dice. I'm, I'm, I'm rolling the Rolls dice here, Joe. But hey, I, I think we both know I'm a bit of a gambler from time to time. So I'm going to roll the dice on this one. Um, yeah, obviously, but you're, obviously, I love the Hawks. You're going to be, but you don't gain anything there. You're going to be in your 20s uh, for the next for only four
0: of five years. years. <laughs> okay, so you're buying yourself six years of – late 20s uh, go ahead just
1: tell us why tell us well why. because hey don't get me wrong I would uh, if, if I was told I was reliving the Jordan era Bulls in my you know my 20s I'd love it I'd be fine with it but
0: mm-hmm. as much as
1: I like the Bulls and do root for them they never they've never been a team that is you know I've lived and died with if you know, I guess if that makes sense like I love them and I hope they win but I've never really been all in like die hard I I get so invested in every game the Blackhawks obviously I'd love to live live out, live out again I'd love to see them win another cup but I've mm-hmm. kind of been there. I've kind of done that. And I'm not sure it'd be good for my heart to relive those playoff runs again because I think that took a lot of years off my life. Um, and I just I want to see the Sox do it again and in, a, in a in a town where they're the second team. If they could somehow vault, you know, if I could see them vault themselves to the top in terms of championships, I think that would be something really cool to see and kind of a big payoff for what's been uh, a long, I you know we had 05, but for the most part, a lot of suffering and a lot of backseat riding in, in the city.
0: Mm-hmm. L-Series, L-Series 2020
1: Call It's going to happen We need it Game Chicago seven, doesn't need it Game we 7, might, guaranteed we a might, we You want to walk off Grand Slam We might digress into a
0: very Philadelphia type uh, setting if that It'd be the an There would be a <laughs> yeah. war
1: In there this town be. if that happened Just, just People, Clark, Clark Street outside of Wrigley just I was going to say
0: fans would just meet at division With like spears Like old school type
1: phalanx formations I was gonna say it'd be like the 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 fight in the street fight in Anchorman where just people start showing up with weapons and they go at <laughs> each
0: other. Oh goodness, Matt! Speaking of fighting and yeah. and and wars, um, trying to tie this in here, Godfather homework. How's it going? It's we're about on we're, we're about
1: halfway through it. Um, I, how not, many sittings? Because I'm fine two, with you breaking sittings. it up. Two sittings. See, you uh, got to
0: finish it in two sittings. Well, see, it's only well, the, three hours in long.
1: My, in my – the first sitting was after when I was editing the pod. It was two weeks ago when he told me to, to watch it. I literally turned it on while I was editing, so I had it going. And then uh-huh. I had to leave for work, so I, it wasn't really my choice to stop. And
0: okay, then so, I was
1: watching it the other day. I got through – uh, I I I'm just, I don't want to spoil it, Joe. I don't want to say what I've seen cause maybe everyone's seen The Godfather. <laughs> I got you're to the part. last.
0: You're the last
1: person, Matt. <laughs> I got to the part where Michael uh, Michael kills the two guys in the restaurant. like I, oh, I, had my, I had to get going to my I had to to my Super Bowl party, and I thought that's a pretty good place to to stop for now, and then we'll we'll pick it up. But I I'm a fan, so it's it's, it's it's a good movie.
0: Yeah, it was. Uh, it's been. It's been great to get you get you on board here with the Godfather. Yeah, cool. how, about when they, how about when they get sunny at the at the booth? Oh. Yeah. At the toll booth? Come Did on. Did you just ruin it for me? No, Sonny, that's prior to. Isn't it? Is Sonny still alive? This is why you need to watch the God whole movie. Damn it, Joe. <laughs> oh, now what's spoiler. the point of well, watching? No, that's not the end of the movie. That's the middle of the movie. I thought Still, you'd seen that already. I have not I'm seen pretty seen sure yet. you've seen that already. Okay, well, you're close. Yet. You're getting close. Well, clearly. Um, no, I thought that. Cause what that What's that the point happened? of watching anymore? Uh, just finish the movie and report back, damn it. Well, now I'm like. Stop typing! Of course I'm typing. Shut us down. Shut it all
1: down. Shut it down.
0: Shut it down! Houston, we have shut down. I've seen enough. Shut it down.
1: Joe, you touched on this before the Super Bowl a little bit, but I just wanted to take some, we talked about it even a little bit um, breaking down the Super Bowl, but whether you love them, whether you hate them, you have to appreciate what the Patriots have done over the last couple of years, or not last couple years, last 16, whatever it's been with Brady and Belichick. And I think this year showed that while they're not totally done, there might be a little bit of gas left in the tank that, that we need to appreciate what's in front of us because I don't think it's going to last very long. Brady says he wants to go till he's 45. I'd say probably 42 is probably more likely. Belichick seems like he's going to be a year-to-year kind of guy now. And things just got a little bit weird towards the end of this season, and it just felt like a different group, and there might be a, a change coming some sooner rather than later. And whether you love him, whether you hate him, appreciate the greatness. It's, it's not going to last much longer. We're, we're not going to see a run like this likely ever again. Eight Super Bowls in however many years. 14 or something AFC Championship game appearances. This is a run that while you might get bored with or whatever, you have to appreciate how rare it is, how unbelievable it is and just respect the greatness that we've seen because it's it's likely never going to happen again. So take some time, appreciate it the next two couple football seasons whether we see another Super Bowl or not. We're, we're not going to see an era, probably a group of two or three two guys now in brady and belichick and i guess robert Kraft as well that, that have done or been this successful so appreciate it joe it's, it's not i wanted to keep talking because the second i stop talking and the podcast is over and then football season's over but
0: <laughs> hey you won't get you won't get any argument from me i uh, i respect that greatness and uh look forward to watching the final few years of it and uh, I also took in that I don't know if you've watched it yet, but the Tom versus Time little uh, I have not mini do, mini doc on Facebook. It's fantastic. You need to watch it. Um, it's really good. Gives you a behind the scenes look at Tom. And have,
1: have you seen the two bills that thirty for thirty on Belichick and Parcells yet?
0: Um, I have not
1: watched. That's that, one so that you you I've also heard is fantastic. That. that I need to get to.
0: Well, the the Tom versus Time thing really gives you an in depth look at he's how he's being pulled in different directions. His family wants him there, and. To, to much credit he wants to be there for him but um he's so classically conditioned to have football come first that it's it's a man being pulled by his two loves and um it's uh, it's something that i think uh the football side of it is going to succumb to the family side of it sooner rather than later for tom so like you said enjoy it while it's here because once it's over all we have is highlights and um
1: how bad is it going to make me feel about myself watching tom brady and the way he lives his life compared to the way i live mine
0: Um, pretty bad. Pretty Pretty bad. bad. Okay.
1: That's That's fine. I can live only as I can live with pretty bad.
0: Only as bad as you let yourself feel, you know, Matt, I think you're doing pretty well. I mean none of us are doing Tom none of us are doing Tom Brady well, so keep that in mind when you watch it.
1: Oh Joe, I just also Googled whether (laughs) I've gotten to that part and I haven't gotten to that part yet, so I'm sorry. You ruined it for me.
0: Well, now it's like a Tarantino. I, I've given you Scorsese don't, and Tarantino. Don't try and. Don't
1: try and you know, or Coppola, pardon your, me. Coppola. Don't and try South and Tarantino. defend yourself here. You just ruined it.
0: Yeah. Well, watch it anyway. That's going to do can't. it for the Moose and Runes podcast, episode 42. Uh, thank you for listening, Moose and Runes listeners. As always, like, share, post, comment, Everything. do whatever you need to do, all of that, all of that. Click all the buttons. We love you guys. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, we will bring you a, a non-football podcast, apparently, in the coming uh, weeks. There will find be some um, football talk still. We'll find, we'll find something to talk about for you guys. Uh, but we want to lean on your mailbag questions. We want to lean on your topics in the coming weeks um, throughout the Olympics, whatever it may be. We'll have plenty to talk about, but this one's about you guys, and we want to make it more about you guys. So send us your questions at Moose and Runes on Twitter, and we will uh, we will break down all of your thought-provoking questions. That's going to do it for Episode 42 of the Moose and Runes Podcast. For Matt Rooney, I'm Joe Musso. Peace!